This is the Triple Team Podcast. I'm Sarah Coe, the presenter of this podcast and one of the editors of Annenberg Sports Media. This podcast features three USC students who discuss all realms of professional sports, including their hot takes of the week. For the first episode, they talk about the return of same town rivalry between the LA Lakers and the LA Clippers. Without further ado, here's the first episode of the Triple Team Podcast. Hey y'all, my name is Jared. I'm a graduate student and joining me today is... Daniel, I'm a junior. Taj Mayfield, I'm a sophomore. Yeah, and right now we're going to be talking about basically the NBA because as you know, the NBA started, quote unquote started. So what do you guys think about it? Like the Lakers, the Warriors, the Rockets, and the Clippers? Honestly, I honestly really think that it's going to be a pretty much LA-centric year this season. Thinking about it, the Clippers are obviously and the Lakers are obviously contenders. Yeah, you'll get Houston, but they've consistently failed in the playoffs. So I really think it's it's going to be Lakers or Clippers this season. Damn, really hot take all of a sudden, man. Why do you I, think the Gates? Yeah, right. What's what's up with that? What do you think the? I don't think I don't think Milwaukee or like Philly. I mean, they're better. They're going to get better each year. It's just like experience wise. I don't think anyone on the East is ready. On the West. That's where you have your established dogs in the in the pound. The Lakers, they got AD, LeBron, they're prepped to go. They like AD's hungry for a championship. LeBron, obviously his experience. Paul George, he's been waiting for this for a while. Kawhi, you obviously know. Houston, they're they're experienced enough. They can shoot for a ring. On the East, these guys like the players, you see Joel Embiid, Giannis. It's just like the. It still feels like they're they're still learning the steps of the process, how to win in the playoffs. In the West, everyone seems experienced and ready to go. I just think Houston has failed so many times in the playoffs. I just I can't count on them. I can't count on Dan Tony and his coaching style to make it to the make it to June. Lakers, Clippers, they they have both, especially the Clippers. They all have enough defense where I could possibly see both teams making a fight to go all the way. So, just to bring it to the other side, Taj, what do you think? I agree from the standpoint of it's going to be a Lakers-centric season. Like I was watching the um, Lakers-Warriors game, and I almost, I turned it off after the first quarter. That's how good the Lakers looked. All right. I just didn't want to see, like, their size is crazy. That's the thing that's not being talked about the most is how big they are, how much bigger they are than everybody else in the West. Like, they were just bullying Draymond Green and mm-hmm. Kevin, Kevin Looney in that Warriors game. I feel like Anthony Davis and the combination of JaVale McGee and Dwight Howard all seasons can just bully throughout the West. But I feel like the 76ers, I feel like they actually would be competition for the Lakers if they were to meet. See, this comes up every year with the Sixers. Joel Embiid. You always have to be scared for his knees because he has a bit intense injury history. Right. So at least with AD and LeBron, you can count them for all 82 games. Let me uh, interrupt. AD... Maybe 50. Maybe 52. Yeah. I'll but give... way more reliable than Joel. No, as a um, Pelicans diehard, Anthony Davis is not reliable from an injury standpoint. He just gets like, he doesn't get major injuries like Joel, but he gets a bunch that's of knickknacks throughout That's the my year. point. I can trust AD that, that, like, you know, he won't suffer a catastrophic season-ending injury like right, right in the middle of March. That's why I'm signing with the Lakers on this one. The Sixers... I mean, you gotta you gotta take into account that the last what few years, Joel, yeah, he's been injured, but when he's on the court, he's produced like a megastar. I mean, AD. That's true, but at the same time, you gotta think 
with those type of players, it could happen anywhere at any time. I mean, it could happen to AD too. It's true, but it hasn't it hasn't happened to him as hard as Joel yet. I mean, I mean, AD's not clean injury. I understand that. It's just like Joel scares me, and AD doesn't scare me as much. Okay, so with that in mind, right? Let's let's bring it back to the Lakers talk. So, Taj, you said that you saw the the Laker game, right? Yeah. What do you think about the uh, the LeBron AD combo? Because it looked like they were just punishing the Warriors. Yeah, it's scary. <laughs> it's honestly scary. Point guard LeBron is is going to add a crazy longevity to his career. Mm-hmm. Like I was looking at that point, LeBron not having the score and just being able to create for Anthony Davis, kind of be like the second guy for the first time in his career. He looked so natural in that position and just letting Anthony Davis dominate. Mm-hmm. It was scary from a standpoint of being a, not a fan of the Lakers. But if you're a fan of the Lakers, it should be a good season. What about the Rondo-AD combination, too? Because they've played in... in yeah, you know. the thing about Rondo, though, is the regular season is going to look garbage because <laughs> he just doesn't try in the regular season. But when the playoffs comes, he turns on that like Hall of Fame status. So for the regular season, I don't think we're going to see much from Rondo. Mm-hmm. But in the playoffs, it'll be scary with him coming off as like a secondary playmaker. Right. Yeah. I think the big question, though, for the Lakers is like shooting. Because mm-hmm. Danny Green, while he's like known as a great shooter, he's really inconsistent. Kyle Kuzma, he's kind of got this like reputation as a shooter, but he shot 30% from deep last year. And Catavius Caldwell Pope, he's kind of streaky too. Um, so I wouldn't call him streaky. I mean, another hot take, he's trash. But I mean, <laughs> I was trying to be nice, but <laughs> yeah. I mean, got to rip off the band aid sometimes, you know? Yeah. Personally, I think, like, I agree with a lot of your points. LeBron at point guard is a natural position for him. Mm hmm. I've all, I've been saying this that for his whole career. He's one of the best distributors in all of basketball. I just think as he got older, I think this was bound to happen. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, shooting is a concern. Shooting was a was a major um, deficit last season. That's why that was one of the prime reasons why I mean the Lakers couldn't make the playoffs is because of that. I think we, we I think the Lakers have gotten better, but yes, yeah, the concerns still arise. But I think the Lake I do agree. The Lakers are going to do well this year, and I also think this is going to be the most important one of the more important years in LeBron's career because after that last year was an embarrassment for LeBron of course so he has to come back this year and he's got legitimate competition with the Clippers right now LeBron has had more pressure in his like career at this point so he's got to win a chip I I feel like yeah and you talked about the Clippers and it's you know the other team in LA everyone tends to forget about that because you know San Diego whatever the Clippers I'm going to argue they had the best offseason, probably. I mean, would you guys agree? Agreed, totally. To- the Paul George thing, totally unexpected. I was, when that happened, like, I knew. The Lakers had Kawhi at that point, but after that happened, it, it was the Clippers got him. You thought the Lakers had Kawhi? I did. <laughs> I was on the Reddit threads. I'm a, th- that's Reddit, though. Great sources. Yeah, I know. Absolutely, it, right? It, it is troubling. I mean, okay, it, it is Reddit, but like, from all the speculation, the sources turned out were at the time the most part correct, but felt like Kawhi, Kawhi was coming to LA. You really think so? I really thought so. Okay. I, I mean, obviously hindsight is twenty twenty, but you know, I I respect your opinion. But now, let's talk about the Clippers. They got Kawhi. They got PG. The thing is, PG's out until November. Thoughts? Uh, I think it'll be interesting seeing how Kawhi can carry the team for like at least two to three months without PG, considering that load management was such a big like storyline for him in Toronto. So him not being able to get that rest and then even like P- 
people are forgetting, but in the finals, he was kind of like limping his way to carrying the Raptors. Mm -hmm. So I wonder if he's like really recovered from that and if he can keep the Clippers just in contention until PG gets back. Because even then, there's still going to be a period where those two have to mesh together. Right. PG has to get his game back. So it's going to be like a storyline that I feel like people are kind of just like riding off. I think going into the season, I think it's going to be the Lakers and Clippers are going to be fighting for like the higher seeding in the West. With the PG with like PG going down, I think it's a golden opportunity for the Lakers to take advantage mm-hmm. because once once we get further into the season, the fight for seeding heats up. Right. So I think these the early months are going to be really important for the Lakers to take advantage of it. Right. So the more from the get they get rolling, the better for the Lakers. Right. And what do you guys think about the the Clippers their supporting cast? Because I mean they got Lou Will still, they got Montrez Harrell, they got Landry Shamit, they got all these young pieces that are very good ballers. But nobody really talks about them. It's all it's all about Kawhi and PG, rightly so. So, do you think those guys can like match up with the Lakers? Uh, from a guard standpoint, I actually like. Well, if you count LeBron as a guard, but but from a guard standpoint, I give the Clippers the advantage over the Lakers. Right. But I see the big advantage in those two being Anthony Davis because I don't see who on the Clippers is coming close to checking Anthony Davis. Like, no one. Yeah. Well. There is one person. I've always spoken highly of him, Ivica Zubac. That dude is no. a straight-up no, ball. No, 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 no. On Anthony Davis? Yeah, he will go no. off for 25 and 20. Mark my words. I will One day, I will bet you all, he will get 25 and 20. Maybe not on Anthony Davis, but he will get 25 <laughs> and 20. Guarantee. He's a good player. He's not Anthony Davis. Well, yeah, but <laughs> at the same time, he will get 25 and 20. Guarantee. Uh, I don't know about that. We'll see. We'll see. The season hasn't started yet. And in preseason, they got destroyed by the by the Rockets, them being the Clippers. It's just a whole mashup of, like, we don't know what's going to happen yet. But like you said, the Clippers and the Lakers are going to be facing off for that, for a higher seed. So that begs the question, who basically fills out the, the playoffs or the 1 through 8? Who, who do you guys think? For the whole 1 through 8, it's it's a bit early. Right. But if, if, if you're having the, the Lakers and the Clippers already in there, I mean, it's, it, I guess it's I, not I think the Rockets will be will follow them up. But Still, yes, the Houston Houston's always going to be good regular season. <sighs> Month or eight? Ask me in in January or February. I can. It's just too early right now. It's just too early. Like I I gotta evaluate every team first. Right. And anything? I feel like yeah, one through eight is a bit much right now. But I feel like there's a few locks. Like I feel like the Jazz. Are for sure the world sleeper. Right, that's the team I keep hearing everybody say like. Donovan Mitchell is one of the more underrated guards in the league. He's only six one. <laughs> for real, that's yeah. what came out. Yeah, it's crazy. Him and Mike Conley the same height. It's crazy. Dude got hops. I love Donovan Mitchell personally. I mean, he's great. He just couldn't carry the United States, but that's another story. I mean, you don't and, think and, the Jazz can be contenders this year? You didn't mention them earlier. The Jazz? Oh no. No, really. They play. They playoff. They playoff contenders for sure. I think if a team in the West is going to destroy the whole LA Western Conference Finals narrative, I think it'll be the Jazz. Mm. You think so? Yeah. From they've got Mike Conley, Donovan Mitchell, then you got Joe Ingles on the wing, and you got Rudy as the big. Right. They can do damage. I I just think the Lakers and Clippers are so good, mm-hmm. and and I mean it's just them and the rest of the field. Right. You got Joe Ingles, the Paul George stopper. So that's like a cheat code right there. We don't know about that just yet, but <laughs> I mean, it's good to it's good to have that cheat code ready and waiting, right? Yeah. And it's interesting. One of the things that you guys uh, we we kind of talked about it, but we failed to mention them is the Warriors. 
right? We mentioned them all in like bad ways because like they were getting destroyed. <laughs> yeah. But like, what do you guys thought? What do you guys think about the Warriors? Obviously, I think, I think they're they're gonna be good enough to be at least competing for a playoff spot. After all those injuries, at least they got D'Angelo Russell. I think D'Angelo D'Angelo Russell is a decent piece. Um, obviously the injuries have hampered them, but I I still think they can make a run. Probably like for seven or eight. Seven or eight. It's just thinking about it. it it's it's kind of kind of a bummer for the Warriors because they, they they're opening up with the new arena. They they lost KD to free agency. I mean Clay is down. It's 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 basically Steph and Draymond and D'Ang. I mean maybe D'Angelo is just like I don't think this is how the Warriors expected to open the new building. I mean Man. on the other side of that, I feel like. This is a great way to open a new building. You get Steph Curry basically going down. It's like I was watching the preseason game and Steph, all they though they were get, they were getting murdered, but Steph was just launching shots. Right. And if like I'm a season ticket holder at Chase Center, that's what I want to see. Steph launching shots. So I feel like it's gonna be like that most of the season of Steph just trying to carry this team that's like underpowered until Clay gets back. This would be an exciting season for a Warriors fan. I don't think they're contenders, but you get to see Steph go for forty almost every night or try to. Yeah, as a Warrior fan, it's pre- it's going to be pretty cool to see that, but at the same time, it's not... I wouldn't want to see him put up 40 and, like, go, I don't know, 12 and 25, right? I mean, record-wise. For, for yeah. all the flash you can put on the court, it doesn't matter if you can't win. Right. Like, I mean, that's the end of the day. You can um, you can be boring, but if you win, it doesn't matter. People want to see their team win no matter what, no matter how they do it. Yeah, just like the Spurs. They're boring, but they're in there every who, single year. Who cares? They still win. Right. I mean, what is it, 22 years or so mm-hmm. that they're in the playoffs? So, I mean, they've been doing something good, and they're really friggin' boring to watch. But, hey, that's not up to I me. I mean, Tom Brady is the is is a—sorry to get a little bit off topic, but Tom Brady is not a flashy quarterback at all, but who cares? Yeah. He still wins. Exactly. Mm-hmm. And just to—I got to bring this up because it's the Lakers and it's the Warriors. Did you guys see the tweet that the Lakers put out? Uh, the You've Been Warned NBA? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I don't— the whole scene around the Lakers was kind of like they were trying way too hard for this preseason game and trying to make this preseason game be, like, equal to the entire season. Right. Like, there was a picture of, like, a meme of LeBron diving for a loose ball. Yeah. And behind him was Steph Curry with his arms out. Yeah, <laughs> And the I quote saw was like, bro, it's like the preseason. What are you doing? Right. Totally agree. It's preseason. Again, try not to get off to- off sports, but, like, the Detroit Lions in, in 2008, they mm-hmm. went 4-0 in the preseason, and they went 0-16 that year. So preseason does not mean anything. Right. And there was a, I remember a few years ago, like the new look Lakers with Dwight and all of them. That, were... I remember that season. It was cruel. It was cruel and unusual punishment. It was one of the worst experiences of my life. Damn. Like that? I, I remember every second of the Kobe's um, last game basically ever playing in his prime, like when he tore that Achilles. I, I watched all that live. Dude. You could sense the dread, like, oh God. We're gonna we're in the dumpster now, we're in the dumpster. Coming as a Lakers fan, so that season brings painful memories. I wasn't all too happy with the whole Dwight Howard coming back type of thing. To be honest with everyone, yeah, I mean that's one of the more interesting like storylines of the Lakers is Dwight Howard coming back. What do you what do you guys think he's gonna be? Is he just gonna be the backup to the backup, or is he just gonna play spot minutes? Is he gonna, is he gonna be a he, starter? What he he's to me he's gonna be a, a defensive anchor. That I'm not sure about starter, but He's gonna be that. He won't be impactful in my eyes. I'm. I just have not personally forgiven him for that year. Still, because he he came in for giving in like twenty five percent effort. I'm still angry. I can I can tell. There's like so much contempt in your voice. You can hear it. Yeah, but 
Yeah, what do you think? Uh, yeah, I don't see Dwight doing anything major. One of the commentators during the preseason game had like a great quote. They was like, they were um, basically said Dwight would be good if he and JaVale combined for like double-digit rebounds and double-digit points. He's basically just the role player right now. So he's basically a shell of himself, right? Yeah, there was a few plays him and Rondo were doing pick and roll, and Rondo like tried to throw it up like it was Orlando Dwight, and Dwight right. was just looking at it like, am I supposed to catch that? Like he's was, done. Yeah. To this to this day, Dwight Howard remains one of the biggest disappointments in my sport fandom life. Damn, all right, man. I, it was one year. <laughs> yeah, we can, we can tell. I was, I was expecting him to take the keys, but I was so wrong. He took the keys, and then he crashed the car is what yes, I'm hearing. Yes, yes. Yes, and he and he tore Kobe's Achilles and his and it dumped his career with him. To be fair though, like I was I was watching that game too. Kobe drove on Harrison Barnes. It was called a foul. It shouldn't be a foul, but at the same time, it is Kobe, so they got to give him that. But there, there were other parts to blame other than Dwight as well. I mean, we obviously bungled the coaching choice. We should have went with Phil Jackson that year. I mean, well, oh, this explains your Rockets, yes. your anger towards the Rockets too. You just not a anybody associated with the 2012 Lakers you just yes. don't you're not a he's fan still of. he's still coach Antony in my eyes without the D wow I'm surprised it's not Lantony put the L in his name nah still Antony damn alright alright but you can't argue the results right cause Dwight was what 3 for 7 in 18 minutes he got 9 points 9 boards and he got well he was plus 6 so I mean he he played his good. part well yeah, yeah. I think as long as he stays in his like role of being a quality guy off the bench, he'll be good. If he comes in like trying to demand post ups or something, it could backfire. I'm just, I just only want him to stay quiet, stay out of the, the limelight. Just, just do your job and shut up. That's that's basically what I only want to see out of Dwight. Considering your history with him, that sounds really fair. I mean, I'm not gonna argue with that. But just to wrap things up, who do you guys think will be well higher in the standings, the Lakers or the Clippers? Because of the Paul George injury, that's that's a lot of games to miss. Fifteen. Around fifteen. Oh, fifteen? It's gonna be close. Lakers. Lakers? Lakers. Yeah, Lakers. I wouldn't be shocked if the Lakers won sixty plus, to be honest. Sixty plus? Yeah. Wow. With the addition of one dude. Yeah, I wouldn't be basically. shocked. They just have size that I don't see anybody in the West besides the Jazz really being able to compete with. Mm-hmm. So yeah. I wouldn't be shocked if they won sixty plus. All right. I'm gonna just to be different from you guys. I'm going to say the Clippers. I'm going to say the Clippers are going to win 57 games, and then the Lakers are going to win about 54. Let's Just to just to play it even because, you know, it is Kawhi, and he is the finals MVP. People and Zubac. Forget. Don't forget Zubac. My boy Zubac. Thank you. The most depressing part is that this is obvious. This whole Kawhi Paul George thing is going to be a multi-year thing. The sad part as a Lakers fan is seeing the Clippers. I think the Clippers will eventually get a rank, which bothers me, but it, it's going to be a tight competition, though. Right, and maybe we can talk about the Clippers winning a chip in the next podcast. But I, I hope never, but all right. <laughs> Dang, such an optimist today. But anyways, appreciate you guys joining us. And with that, I'm Jared. I'm Daniel Huynh. I'm Taj Mayfield. And thank you for listening to our podcast. Thanks to Jared, Taj, and Daniel for bringing us the first episode of the Triple Team Podcast. Keep up to date with this podcast and all USC sports news and media sports on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook. Stay tuned for more episodes of the Triple Team Podcast every Wednesday.